Designs for Health is proud to present Understanding Epigenetics and Methylation, an online webinar with Zelda Graham on Tuesday the 21st of May 2024 at 7pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. She'll be covering how to understand the steps of methylation, how to identify and manage patients with under and over methylation issues, what tests are useful to qualify patient symptom presentation, and how to set effective treatment goals with these patients. For more information and to register, please visit the designsforhealth.com.au website. Designs, and I'm your host, Andrew Whitfield Cook. Joining us today is McLean Haynes, who's a patient advocate with Proliant Health in the USA, and we're going to be discussing a very exciting, and I mean really exciting, raw material. Welcome to Wellness by Designs, Mac. How are you? Now, forgive me, I'm going to say Mac because everybody Andrew. knows you at Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited for, like you said, what we're talking about today. There's so much that we can't even cover it in this segment, but we're going to do the best we can. Yeah. Now, I love your work because you talk and you work with gastroenterologists and even quite orthodox um, medical practitioners in the States, getting this product to help people with gut complaints. Can I get you to talk about a little bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, kind of like Andrew was saying, I uh, kind of help educate on the mechanism of action with this product and how exactly it is addressing a lot of the underlying cause of inflammation for patients and consumers and attacking that and removing it before it can cause that response. So a lot of my part over here is again, educating gastroenterologists, but also educating our naturopaths educating consumers and helping launch amazing new products with great companies like Designs for Health, who's brand new in the area for Australia and bringing this ingredient over there. And so let's discuss exactly what this product is. We're sort of restricted by what we can say. So I'm going to leave it to you. What exactly is it? Yeah. So it's just a serum bovine protein isolate. And that isolate is super high in IgG. A lot of people, when they hear IgG, they instantly think colostrum is what comes to their head. What we have here is an alternative to colostrum since it's derived from serum, and it's actually double the amount of IgG. That IgG, which is a polyclonal antibody, at this point, everyone understands antibodies target the bad guys. You have one here that is super concentrated and binds and removes over 46 different pathogens like candida albicans, that H. pylori, LPS, which we know makes up about 60% of the antigens in the GI tract. This specific antibody is going to work its way through the GI tract, bind, neutralize, and remove those pathogens before they can set off that inflammatory response. Can I just... Um for my own benefit probably here, forgive me everybody for my ignorance, but in the past I've concentrated on more secretory IgA, you know, lactoperoxidase, 
interferon glycomacropeptides as being the sort of quote-unquote actives in colostrum, we're looking, we're concentrating IgG here. Can you just take us through how does it work? What's it like? Is it a poly? That's a five-sided um, antibody, right? Yeah. So polyclonal just meaning it binds onto multiple pathogens compared to monoclonal antibodies, which is specific approach at one antigen. So we have one here that doesn't just bind onto one, two, or a couple. Like I said, it binds onto around 46. And the reason we went with IgG and we concentrate in that area is it's most abundant in the GI tract. So when we're trying to resolve a GI issue, we want something that's going to be most polyclonal throughout your digestive system. Okay, okay. so again, we're mentioning colostrum previously. So is this something that still has those dairy proteins in it? Or you you said that, no, this is from serum. So are there any issues with those people that are sensitive to dairy? Even I'm going to say IgE sensitive. And love to go on this with you, Andrew. We know about 20% of the population does have a dairy allergy. The amazing thing is, like you said, this is derived from serum. So this is going to be someone that maybe has a dairy allergy, has a lactose issue. They're not going to have a problem with this product because it is lactose free. It's double the amount of IgG and it's a super clean protein. So say you take two grams of this product, you're essentially getting two grams of protein and all the benefits of that IgG and binding up any potential inflammatory triggers before they set off the response. Oh, uh, all right. This, God, my, my mind's going here, like going in all directions. Okay. <laughs> Speaking, just following on with allergies. So uh, what about other antigens? What about, um, um, uh, let's say, use with, say, those people on blood thinning medication, NOACs and, and other things that that might have effects on platelet aggregation, things like that. Are there any effects in these sort of drug classes? Um, shouldn't have any effect, especially within um, your bloodstream. This product uh, we know is a non-systemic product. So again, it's just working locally through the GI tract. Um, So you're never going to have an issue when it comes to elevating your IgG levels or your IgA levels, which we know can lead to other um, issues for those patients. Okay. Um, And what about things like, um, let's say, contaminants, antibiotics, hormones? They've been a big issue in the past. Yep. Again, no contraindication. Um, If anything, they could work better together, very synergistically. Um, We're just working locally in the GI tract to remove that antigen while your antibiotic obviously can fight in other areas for you. To talk a little bit more on the safety and efficacy for this product. Sorry to cut you off there, Andrew. This product was initially launched in 2013 for the dietary management for patients with IBSD, IBD, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, as well as HIV and neuropathy. We know this is a population that can be the most immunosuppressed and have the most digestive distress. Um, So you have an ingredient here that's backed by over 45 human clinical trials on IBSD, on Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, but even SIBO, that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, we know this is an antibody concentrate that goes after the bad bacteria that is an overgrowth in that area and starts to remove it over time. Again, reduce the inflammatory trigger, get that gut barrier chance to contract back together 
and build a healthy base. Again, your patients are going to absorb more water, nutrients, and protein that they need to live a healthier, happier life. Okay, so this was going to be my next uh, question regarding, you know, those people that have got not just leaky gut, but also I'm, I'm over um, saying the word here, but fulminant, but, you know, really bad leaky gut issues with zonulin, you know, being activated, being break, broken down and, and the cells leaking apart. We don't have an issue with the IgE leaking through there. It actually he heals Absolutely not. You're just giving the gut barrier a chance to heal. The reason these patients have this digestive distress consistently over time is because they continuously have a leaky gut or they have a gut barrier that has deteriorated. And now it's just a free flow of different bad bacteria and antigens consistently setting off an inflammatory response. And again, they're just on a hamster wheel of GI inflammation and they just can't get off because that gut barrier needs time to heal. All we're doing is binding and removing those pathogens that cause that inflammation. And again, the body wants to heal itself. And we're giving it the chance to now contract back together, rebuild those tight junction proteins, that zonulin in there. And again, reduce the effect and opportunity for other antigens to slip through and cause a response. And what about effects on the microbiota, um, mucosal production? Uh, like, for instance, we've got, you know, one layer of mucus seemingly in the small intestine and, and two uh, mucosal layers in the large, in the colon, in the large intestine. Any changes of the microbiota that you've seen? Any um, changes in the uh, diversity and also maybe the populations, maybe, I don't know, inhibiting formicutes and um promoting bacteroidetes like anything that you can elucidate there i'm glad you asked andrew um we did have some amazing new data uh where we partnered with a group here in the states called cryptobiotics and we knew this was amazing at reducing those antigens that cause the inflammation but could this also feed the good stuff as well um this amazing study led us to the conclusion that when we looked at these patients and these donor stools and they were being fed, obviously, this serum bovine protein isolate consistently over time. It wasn't just decreasing their antigen load, but it also had prebiotic effects at increasing butyrate, acetate, and propionate as well. Um, just an amazing side effect that you're getting with this product of not just removing the bad guys, but you have the opportunity to feed the good guys as well. And are we talking about antigen load purely in the gut? What about systemically? What about in the bloodstream, even affecting perhaps, um, I don't know, dermatitis, um, psoriasis, things like yeah. that, inflammatory conditions that might be um, af affected, not caused by, but affected by gut permeability. Yeah. Um, to speak off in the blood, if there's an antigen increase, is we did a clinical trial at the University of North Texas here in the States. Um, we knew, again, this product was amazing for, you know, the super inflamed and super immunosuppressed population. But what about Mima, who took a vacation somewhere, ran across some type of antigen, and now she's having digestive distress? What if we can help the healthy age population as well? Um, in this case, we were feeding uh, college kids a high fat diet that consisted of two slices of uh, pizza. <laughs> was of course elevating their LPS and their blood levels and setting off and leading to some kind of response. Maybe it could have been bloating, could have been 
some type of inflammatory response causing an issue. Um, so from day zero, they were fed that piece of pizza and then they were put on 45 days of consecutive supplementation of the serum bovine protein isolate. Um, again, that was measured at one, two and four grams. Um, but at any of those doses on day 45, when we measured their blood levels and see if we could see a spike in that LPS, it barely even rose showcasing that when we can secondly supplement this product, we continuously remove LPS and different antigens that could get into the blood levels and cause a response. So you're essentially just sending in the bodyguards, continuously remove the bad guys, get everyone out of the building so they can't cause a fight or an issue. Okay, so that was on LPS in basically well people. And it, what you said mm -hmm. there is basically, what is it, one, two, four grams, no real difference between the doses? So smaller doses. Of course, four. the more you take of this product, the more effective it's going to be. So antibodies bind antigens. If you take 10 grams of the product, you're going to bind up a lot more antigens. But if you take okay. one gram of this product, you may bind up a different, you know, a couple at a time. So the more you take, the more effective, of course, it's going to be. Um, but for your everyday population, around two and a half grams to two grams, we see as the optimal dosing to relieve those symptoms in a good three to four weeks. And so what about in more fulminant conditions like Crohn's? You mentioned um, uh, inflammatory bowel disease like ulcerative colitis. Mm -hmm. Do you tend to go in hard first and do a step down or do you tend to say hey let's let the patient get used to this what's the dosage regime do you go up or down we actually go up a lot of our gastroenterologists also recommend to go up because this is a overload approach it's to bind up as many different antigens especially for that populations that has Crohn's and ultracolitis they're going to be super inflamed they're going to have a super high antigen load so the whole idea is to overwhelm all that bad bacteria, get as much bound up, neutralized, and start the process of removing those. Gotcha. Again, so once no that healthy gut barrier has restored itself, we can titrate down to a lower dosing as a maintenance dose. Right. Sorry. So my misnomer there. So you start high and step down once the patient gets better rather than letting Absolutely. the patient get used to it bit by bit. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And no issues with Herxheimer's reaction, no issues with, you know, sort of the dumping of toxins that, that people sometimes experience? Uh, I mean, in all of our clinical trials, there's no major adverse events. Um, some feedback we get a lot, especially those that have a heavy uh, diarrhea symptom to everything is they say, right. I feel constipated, or maybe I feel a little full. We always say, that's good. That means you know where reactions happening in there. How many days are you? Do you think you need to go to the bathroom a day? Well, they say you know, like five to six. Once they get down to maybe one or two, they're not used to that feeling, and it's just a big aha moment for them. Like, wow, this is kind of the daily limit. I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's actually a, that's a really interesting point. That's a whole nother podcast about what we're used to <laughs> and, you know, changes. But I take your point about, um, um, you know, once you initiate any therapy, I've often said this, and it was actually a, an integrative doctor not far from me in Rabina who said, um, 
I don't mind if it's a bad side effect necessarily or perceived as bad because I can adjust that. I'm confident enough that I know what to do. I don't mind if it's a good side effect because that just makes my head get bigger. And he said, the problem that I have is when I see no change. That's when I'm dead in the water. I've got to go revisit everything. Okay, so we've mentioned a few things here. So you've mentioned mainly gut but also some skin disorders. I'm sorry, but my mind's going hell for leather here. So if we're talking about changing the immune response majorly in the gut, but that which can affect distal sites, we can go anywhere from, you know, IBSD, IBSC, IBS mixed. We can go inflammatory bowel disease. We can go remedial stuff like bloating and things like that. But then you can go the skin disorders. You can even go into maybe as a second line therapy for um, uh, mental health. I mean, we all know it starts in the gut, right, Andrew? And if you have a leaky gut and it continuously is being inflamed, again, that's affecting your cognition you were talking about. That could be affecting your skin and your appearance. If we can heal up the gut lining, we absorb more of those key nutrients we need to live a healthier, happy life, to take in more water, more protein. Okay, I've got another one for you. Long COVID, CFS, multiple, uh, sorry, myalgic myeloencephalitis. You know, this has raised its head recently. It's far more prevalent than what was admitted to in the orthodox research. What about this sort of thing? Yeah, um, we do have some amazing ongoing research um, where we did, we're doing a clinical trial at the university, or not the university, in Barcelona, Spain, um, looking yeah. at the specific spike protein that was in COVID um, and then seeing if this, you know, immunoglobulin had a chance or an opportunity to bind and help inhibit that spike protein. Uh, obviously, the results in that clinical trial will be summed up, I believe, at the end of this year. Um, but of course, I'll make sure to give you that information as soon as we can, Andrew, and the results. Oh, okay. So now with long haul um, COVID. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry to cut you off, Andrew. But no, with long haul no, COVID, you go, you know, you go. that comes with a lot of different distress, um, not just affecting, obviously, your digestive issues, but people being more fatigued, uh, mental health cognition issues, um, a whole list of different areas. And just anecdotal dope from our gastroenterologists is they've seen a lot of success utilizing this serum bovine immunoglobulin um, on their patients that have long haul COVID. Because again, maybe we can't directly affect that long haul COVID, but we can reduce the antigen load that's going to cause a worse response or cause a response later on. So when we continuously remove antigens, we limit the opportunity for an inflammatory trigger. I've got, I've got another one. Uh, I hear you mentioning 45 clinical trials and I'm getting my mind's going ballistic here. So um, what about weight management? Uh, you know, we know that um, people who are overweight have a worse issue with um, increased LPS migration. Any research here that you've done? Yeah, of course. Like you're saying right there, if they have an elevated LPS, this is going to be an amazing product because we know it binds and removes LPS. Yeah. Again, you are what you eat, but if you have a healthier gut barrier, you're absorbing more of the key nutrients, you're going to feel better, you're going to work harder in the gym, and you're going to live a healthier, happier life because you're not going to have those issues and the side effects you have from eating differently or changing a diet. 
And so what about some other um, of those? I'm just looking at here, 45 human uh, clinical research trials. How do we find them? I mean, I've got to ask you, can we please put these up on the Designs for Health website? Because this is just, this is blowing my mind. I will uh, obviously want to sit down and talk with uh, Designs for Health because we want to get this information to the world. If you really want to do a deep dive and look into our research, you can visit uh, ProlientHealthAndBiologics.com. Yeah. So just www.phb1.com. And we will have our full list of every single clinical trial we've done on, again, IBSD, IBD, leaky gut, celiac, non-celiac, HIV enteropathy. Again, this is going to be one of the most clinically studied supplements over in Australia as of now on safety, efficacy, and the effectiveness it has in these issues because it's removing the underlying cause of the inflammation, that antigen, and getting it out before it can cause a response. Mac, I'm so sorry to keep you. I know that you're really busy, but just one last question before you go. How was the uh, dealing with the regulatory bodies in Australia for you? Because this is a totally new product. We haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah. Um, for the regulatory process, I actually kind of want to start here in the States. Um, you know, we originally launched it, like I said, in 2013 as a medical food for the dietary management of all these different issues. But all this product is, guys, is a super clean protein that's super high in IgG. And there's no reason we couldn't launch this as a supplement and everyone could be taking this product. And when we explained that to the FDA back in 2018, it was a no-brainer for them that if we launched it at a lower dosing, around half the dosing, um, everyone was able to take this product. And it's now an amazing product here in the States that's helping manage digestive distress, immune issues, but cognitive skin issues, so many different areas is being utilized by dermatologists, mm. different doctors for many different issues. Um, of course, it was amazing that we launched it with the U.S. company Designs for Health here in the States. And it just so happens that Designs for Health Australia is a company that came to one of our talk shows and learned a little bit about the ingredient and said, how do we get our hands on this and how do we share this with everyone in Australia? Um, so going through different regulatory process ways, um, there is some things that kind of cause an issue when it comes to administering it as a supplement over there. Um, but of course, since we have a New Zealand plant, um, it was very easy for Designs for Health Australia to be able to ship that product directly in and help launch it as their own supplement. I, um, forgive me, Mac, I know that you're rushed for time, but can I just ask, <laughs> we didn't even talk about autoimmunity, but but, but um, can I ask about things like mixability uh, like and, you know, let's say heat stability. Can you cook with this? How do you take it? Can you put it in water, juice, whatever? Yeah, so the product is really flavourless. Um, it, really it really just tastes like whatever you mix it in. Uh, we do recommend when it comes to baking, it would have to be a super slow process and maybe an area you shouldn't go towards. The IgG in this product does denature if you get above 142 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I'm not sure what that would be, obviously, on the scale on your guys's end. Um, but of course, if you have if you have a product you like to put in your coffee every morning, maybe let the coffee simmer down a little bit and cool off before you put the product in. But as far as being too cold, you're going to have no issues there. And, you know, you can mix it in anything. My dad puts it in his pudding. Um, I like to put it in my smoothies, coffee, water, favorite flavored beverage, whatever works to take the product and get it down.
So I just looked it up, 142 degrees Fahrenheit is 61 degrees Celsius. So uh, I think 65 is the, you know, supposed level at which uh, a cappuccino is is made. So maybe just, as you say, let it cool for a little bit. Yeah, there you go. And I hope no one is drinking 65 degree Celsius coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) McLean Haynes. Mac, thank you so much for coming onto the Wellness by Designs um, podcast. I, I can't thank you enough. This is really exciting stuff for me because, like, I see, I can see colostrum trails sales dropping through the floor, but but it's it's a product which was never fully utilised to what it. I'm talking colostrum here because people had issues with dairy. Um, but this is just so like this is groundbreaking. This is unreal. So I just I can't thank you enough for taking us through this today. I'm going to be uh, certainly looking through this research to see where it can be used. That's well done. Well done for you, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me on and helping get this to the world. Uh, I'm so thankful for companies like Designs for Health Australia helping share it to the world. So if you're looking to try this product and if you're looking to manage your antigen load and reduce that inflammatory response and reduce your symptoms, they're the people to go to to get this product. Awesome work. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I'm sorry, I'm so excited still. You can get all of the show notes, all the other podcasts on the Designs for Health website. I'm Andrew Whitfield-Cook. This is Wellness by Designs. 